0: Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am happy that you're joining me today because I am sharing all my best tips for being productive while working at home. COVID 19 is on top of everyone's mind right now. In the United States, our communities are self quarantining to help protect the immune compromised and hopefully abate the pandemic's impact on our healthcare system. Many folks are finding themselves working remotely from home for the first time. Some of the workers making this transition are really struggling to maintain productivity during this change from the workplace to the home office. They can't seem to check off all of the to-do items that would normally get done and might even find themselves putting in more time to make sure everything does get done. If this is you, you might be scratching your head right now wondering how is it possible to be working more and getting less done? It's completely counterintuitive. It should be easier to get more done at home without the commute and way less meetings, right? And you're probably feeling frustrated and stressed out and like you're not giving your best to work during work hours or your best to your family during the off hours. Working from home shouldn't be harder than working from the office. That's why I want to share all of my best tips with you today. If you're new to the show or new to me, I currently run a small bookkeeping practice from home with two young children. I have a four-year-old and I have a one-year-old. My business is completely virtual, so all of my work happens from the home office, occasionally i'll get out of the house to do some networking but that's a rare occurrence anymore even before the covid19 pandemic i don't pretend to know everything about successfully working from home but i have been doing this for the last three years and i've learned a thing or two i have a combination of seven do's and don'ts for working from home what's important is you keep an open mind and find what works for you. What works for me may not necessarily give you the same results. If you take anything away today, I want you to know that the real key to succeeding while working from home is being adaptable. Be open to change and don't be afraid to try new things. So with that said, let's start with do prioritize self-care and set boundaries. And what I mean by this is making sure that you schedule time into your day to take care of yourself. So I like to create an ideal week for myself. When am I working and when am I off? And I'm very disciplined in following that ideal week. Yeah, sure, sometimes here and there I slide by 5 to 15 minutes, but on the whole, i I pretty much stick to the hours I set for myself to work and for when I'm not working. When we're working, the time that we give to work usually expands to the amount of time that we schedule and allow for it. So if we aren't really disciplined and don't have a set in time, we can end up working much longer than we want to. And just five more minutes while working from home can easily turn into 30 minutes or more and it's happened to me, and it's happened to others, and I'm sure it would happen to you too. So make sure you plan time to rest and exercise. Make it a priority before you work, that way it always gets done. My next tip is don't wing it. Make sure you review your schedule for any upcoming appointments or any important deadlines and then review your goals. Make sure you're choosing tasks that you want to accomplish that day that will move you toward meeting your commitments or your goals. When you wing it during the day, you end up getting distracted, maybe doing tasks, maybe you're getting a lot done, but it's not necessarily moving the needle on the things that need to be focused on. So I like to pick three for each day and I usually get more than three to-do items done each day but three is a good number for feeling accomplished and without stacking the plate against myself so when it does come to the end of the day and I've only checked off a few, I'm not ending the day feeling bad about myself by what I haven't gotten done. My next tip is do move your body. Take a break once an hour to move. You can stretch. You can walk laps around your house. You can do some simple calisthenics like push-ups or squats or lunges. I like to dribble a soccer ball around the house. (laughs) Of course, I do this at a walking pace, so I'm not like running into walls or into furniture. But the point is, is I'm getting up and I'm moving. And what that does is it keeps my energy up throughout the day so I'm not getting sleepy and not getting lackadaisical and so when I am sitting down doing focused work I'm energized and am able to get a lot done plus when I'm intentionally getting up and moving around it makes up for not being in an office environment and getting up and moving going to different meetings or visiting coworkers at their desk or walking to and from my car to the building. That's how I you know, keep my body moving and don't stay idle throughout the day. My next tip is don't over rely on written forms of communication. It's extremely difficult to nurture relationships virtually. You're excluded from the easiest way to connect with someone, which is a face-to-face interaction. It's easy to shoot a quick email or an instant message when you're working from home, which those forms of communication completely leave out tone of voice. So don't be afraid to include emojis when you're writing an email. Of course, there are times that you probably don't want to use an emoji. So use your best judgment. It's always a balance between being professional and being personable at the same time. And if you find yourself in a conundrum where you're writing back and forth between yourself and a colleague and there's confusion there, be quick to elevate that misunderstanding to a phone call or a video call. You don't want to waste hours trying to interpret something that could have been talked out in five minutes. The next tip is do work from a designated area. I realize not everyone has the luxury of a home office, but if you do, this is the time to use it. And If you haven't used your office for a while, take 30 minutes or so to tidy it up and remove clutter and remove distractions from your area. If you don't have an office, then I recommend picking a place that's comfortable and that has a flat work surface in front of you, like a dining table or a kitchen counter. I also would avoid any place that has a TV that's easy to view. It's never a good idea to turn the TV on at all during the day, even if it's taking a break at lunch. I've flipped up a few times by thinking, oh, I'll just watch one episode on Netflix and then two episodes later and an hour and a half goes by, I've taken up a large chunk of the afternoon because I thought that I could sneak in some TV at lunchtime. So I've found for me that it's just best to avoid turning TV on at all. And if you're one of those people that think that you can multitask and have the news on in the background and still get stuff done, I'd strongly advise you to reconsider. So once something interesting catches your attention, you've already broken up your concentration and you've interrupted your productivity. Um, I forget what the statistic is, but I think it's, it takes like 20 some minutes or so to get into a workflow and it only takes, you know, a second, and, you know, a notification, something to pop up. to distract you from that and it takes a long time to get back into that workflow and my last recommendation on finding a place to work from home is and I can definitely speak from experience here is to not work from the couch with your laptop in your lap it tends to be a little bit too comfortable (laughs) It's maybe happened to me more than once that I've dozed off while working from the couch. So I try to avoid it whenever possible. The only time I allow myself to do that anymore is if I know I'm only going to be there for a short amount of time, like five to ten minutes. I'm just trying to get something quick done uh, while I'm waiting for something else to happen around the house. Okay, so my next big tip is don't visit the pantry when you take a break. Now this is more from expediency really than from a productivity standpoint. Only visit your pantry if it's lunchtime or if you need a snack. Visiting the pantry when you don't need to results in extra snacking. Now maybe that doesn't bother you, but if you're like me, you feel guilty and you want to feel good at the end of the workday and not like you've made poor decisions and need to sit in a timeout and like you've gained 20 pounds by eating all the Doritos. So it's best just to avoid the pantry when you're taking a break or if you feel bored. And my last tip is do keep your normal morning routine. Now out of all of my tips, this one might have you wondering the most. Your normal morning routine is the prelude to your day. It's a practice regimen or protocol or workflow or ritual, whatever you want to call it, that leads you into your day and it's essentially a habit. And a good habit like a morning protocol is good for us. We only have so much decision capital throughout the day, and if we use up a good portion of those decisions on our morning routine, then we'll feel fatigued toward the end of the day, and it's the reason that Steve Jobs wore the same outfit every single day. Also, your brain and your body know what to expect. It's like a warm-up for your day. It recognizes, oh, we're getting ready for work. So when you get to work, you're ready to be productive. When it's not a habit, your brain is like, ooh, what's going to happen next? So you could mentally tire out earlier than you'd want to if you altered your morning routine too much. Now, you might end up with some extra time by not having to commute or pack a lunch, You can choose to use that time however you want, but my recommendation is to either knock out a chore or two that might be a distraction for you later in the day, like that overflowing laundry basket in the corner, or take the time to learn something new, like watching a video tutorial or listening to a podcast. You could start early if you know you'll stop early, but like I said earlier, work tends to expand to the time we allow it. So if you start early, you might end up continuing working till when your normal stopping time and then you've worked longer and we don't want to do that. And to wrap up all these good do's and don'ts, I have a bonus tip for you. When you feel sleepy, either move your body or brush your teeth. And the recommendations I have for moving your body is to either take a short walk around the neighborhood, if that's available to you, or maybe have a dance party in your office. And I forget where I learned the brush your teeth hack, but it really does work. There's something about brushing your teeth that just gives you a little boost of energy. It might be going back to, like, that's normally what you do in the morning to get ready and it helps you wake up for the day, so it might be some kind of subconscious thing, but brushing your teeth does really help give you a little boost of uh, motivation and wake you up a little. Again, like I said before, all my do's and don'ts might not give you the same results as what I've experienced. Try one that you think will be easiest to implement, test it out for a while, and go from there. The real secret to working from home is adapting to changing circumstances and a willingness to try new things. Now you might be thinking, all those tips are great, when it's just you. What if I have kids or a spouse with me at home while I'm trying to work? I got you. And here are some additional tips for that. So tip number one for staying home with kids is plan quick and easy lunches. Leftovers, deli sandwiches, hot dogs, mac and cheese, etc. We want to reserve our hard effort and mental energy to work. So make lunch as easy and painless as possible. Tip number two, manage their expectations. Before you plan to sit down and work or if you have an important phone call coming up, explain to them what is about to happen and how you expect expect them to behave during that time. Tip number three, Give them your undivided attention throughout the day. You are the center of their universe, especially when they're young. They will act out when you aren't giving them enough attention. And you don't want that to happen when you're doing something really important or when you're on a conference call or on a video chat. I've learned with mine that just a little bit of focused attention can go a really long way. They can self-entertain for a long time if I've been periodically focusing on them and only them throughout the day. It may cause me to take more breaks during my work time than I like, and I don't necessarily get to zone out and scroll social media or play games on my phone. But I am getting to spend that quality time with my kids, and you know, I'm asking them questions like about what they're doing and if they're having fun, if they need anything, and just engaging with them and and keeping them excited about what they're doing and getting them to look forward to what they might get to do next. My fourth tip is implement a quiet time during the day so they can rest and that you can work. My youngest naps, so our quiet time is in the afternoon during her nap time. My oldest usually gets her screen time for the day during nap time, which Usually it's a Disney movie, and here lately it's been frozen too, like every day. I can also dependably rely on this time to get my most important calls or work done. It's highly unlikely that I get interrupted during this time, so I get a lot of my best work done during quiet time. And if you have older kids, maybe they're not napping, this might be when you expect them to do schoolwork or... Or read books or just do other quiet activities. And then my last tip for working at home with kids is to only pick early morning or late evening to squeeze in extra work time. Don't do both. (laughs) You might not be able to fit in all the hours you want to work into the day. So you might try to fit in some more time when the kids are in bed. You'll be tempted to both work before they wake up and after bedtime. And that's a quick recipe for burning yourself out. Believe me, I've done it more than once and it always ends in a lot of tears. So now I want you to go back and choose one of my seven do's or don'ts to try, test it, and adapt it. If you don't try any of my insider work from home tips... You'll likely stay frustrated. The saying goes, only an insane person does the same thing over and over, expecting to get different results. Instead, if you do try out some of my tips, then you'll feel more in control of your time, and you'll get more done in the time that you do have. Before I let you go, I want to recap my do's and don'ts for you one last time so it's fresh on your mind as we near the end of the episode. Do prioritize self-care and set boundaries. Don't wing it. Do move your body. Don't over-rely on written forms of communication. Do work from a designated area. Don't visit the pantry when you take a break. And do keep your normal morning routine. I hope you come back for the next episode because I am going to share some of my best tips for saving money and maximizing cash flow. I know it's on the top of everyone's minds right now as we're seeing this COVID-19 impact our economy. We're all into this mindset of how do we tighten our belts a little bit. So I want to talk to you about how you can do that in your business. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.